gather round, friends, new and old, and welcome to the Pow Wow Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Philip. And I'm the other one, David. And I'm the other one, he says. Ah, oh, goodness. Oh, <laughs> David, do you know that we are currently in a circle of life moment here? We came out to greet each other at the moment that you went to L.A. for Super Bowl 55, and we are ending your L.A. Six, bro. Well, f*** it all then. (laughs) Never mind. My whole analogy is out the door. (laughs) Forget it. It's over. Never mind. How the hell? Complete the analogy so that we can so that we can just follow your train of thought here. Well, my thought was it's episode fifty-five, and I thought it was Super Bowl fifty-five, so it would be fully complete. And now it matters not. It matters not whatsoever. Truly not. So, anyway, we went on that journey together. Yes, absolutely. How was your week? You spent the week, as we know, last week in Kentucky, and so now you're you're back in LA for uh, for back some in the city time. Of, city of Angels. Yes, I was in Kentucky. It was chill, seeing some family. That's it. Not really much to much to say. To report. And now I'm back in LA. I'm super busy trying to see a lot of people before before I head back home. Kentucky yeah. in the farmland. Did you birth any horses while out there? It's not horse birthing season, I don't think. I, th- I think that that would be. Is there a season? You no. Know, well, I don't know. I don't know that horses are really born in the. <laughs> are, are any a- animals born in the winter? That's so strange to me. Like I don't. I don't think they uh, are. Jesus was born in the winter, but I guess he's, yeah, he's not. That an was animal. in the Middle East. It was warm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how we get here and how we do this is uh, is always oh, a mystery to me. Uh, but but we do have a very special guest to bring on, so let's get right yes. to the main topic. Hey, a rare occasion here, sitting in studio with me, is Jake Corlang. We've we've had him on before. I should really say I'm in studio with him because this is yes. this is his studio. <laughs> it's in your summer setup. studios, yes, David. <laughs> sweet sweet emotion studios. Sweet emotions. Oh, I love that. I like That's that. So okay, I haven't even I haven't even called it that before, but now here it is. It's sweet emotion studios. It's birthed yeah. forevermore. It's birthed. Just like the horses of Kentucky, it's birthed. It's birthed. It's, uh, it's sweet, birthing sweet season. Sweet emotions. Just yeah. so the listeners understand, sweet emotions, Jake. You yes. are. Um, Swedish. Yeah, so we are in my home studio right now, and I at home I live with my girlfriend Lynn, and we are both Swedish and also huge Aerosmith fans. So we our Wi-Fi router is called Swede Emotion. It's cheesy, but like we find it funny, and we pay rent here, so that, that <laughs> so we, we, deal with it exactly. And <laughs> now, as of the past, I don't know, what 30, 40, 50 seconds. This workspace has now become Sweet Emotion Studios. Da, 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 da. There we go. Wonderful. Yeah, and of course, cut, J- this is the ribbon cutting ceremony. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, it is. I wish I had some sort of uh, a cut sounder, but but uh, Jake Corling, of course, of immortality, of slapping bases and slapping people if need be. If they get too close to the stage, I'm sure he's he's acted as security before. As we all know, he is a veteran of the stage, playing the bass amongst other many great musical attire, but it is because of your musical skills, Jake, that we traverse over to the concert space. David, what are we talking about today? We are talking about about concerts, uh, live shows that we've been to, the the best stories, and really, it's a good thing that I brought Jake on because I don't have a lot of stories. I haven't been to a lot of concerts. Uh, as much as I may regret that, I know that somebody has, and that is this guy sitting right next to me, and that's Jake Corlang. I've uh, been to a few. Yeah, Jake, you've been a part <laughs> of many. Have you seen a lot? Have you been a, a viewer? Uh, an audience member. Yes, yes. Before my uh, venture as a professional musician, I was a avid live music fan, and um, I'm still am to this day. I was going to say you. So you still you still go out and, and watch. It's like the actor oh, who goes out and watches movies. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a little different now. Now it's more like instead of oh, this band I really really love. I, it's more like, oh, my friends are playing with this band I really, really love. So I'm going to go see <laughs> see them and then I get to go hang out with the band. It's crazy. Uh, it's it's awesome. But um, no, before I was, that's pretty much where all of my allowance went was just going to concert tickets and train tickets to get to the concert. I'm actually very excited. I 
when the time is right. I have a very, very fun concert experience with our co-host Ooh. here that I'm excited <laughs> to um, excited to talk about. And I'm because Phil, I'm sure you're gonna love this story. Um, I, but yes, I'm, I can't wait. I wanted to start us out here at this one specific juncture, but stop me if this is where that goes. Uh, is it was it your first uh, concert experience ever, Hoffman? No, no, that wasn't my first. Although it was one of my first. My first concert experience was like I was front row. It was amazing. And then when you find out the who the artist was, it was Agnes Obel, who's like a piano cello kind of music it was so like relaxing you like get into this trance so i remember posting a photo saying like front row at the concert and someone was like oh my god what band and i was like oh it's agnes obel and they were like oh, oh okay i guess that's cool <laughs> i was sitting next to like 70 year old people who were like sitting there with their like suits on like got, gone to the concert you know didn't wasn't agnes then you find out about agnes obel through a play you were in yeah we were doing our high school play that year was we used a bunch of her music so we we were a whole cast went to this show it was really cool no, i remember you going to that yeah you became a fan through through work through homework Precisely. and if nothing else yes of course yes uh, jake what was your first concert experience so my first concert, I'm actually very proud of. Not saying that, David, you should yeah, be. No, I'm proud of mine. Uh, yeah. No, so I went to my first concert when I was, I think, 12 years old. And my dad got, it was a Christmas present. I, we got tickets to go see Velvet Revolver at the Heineken Music Hall in Amsterdam. And Ooh. if you're unfamiliar with who Vel, Velvet Revolver is, it's a super group comprised of members from Guns N' Roses and Stone Temple Pilots. So it's wow. Slash, Duff McKagan, Matt Sorum from Guns N' Roses with Scott Weiland from the Stone Temple Pilots. And that was my first concert ever was pretty much seeing Slash, who like I idolized as a kid. Of course. And I was really nervous. You were nervous. Why were you nervous? I don't. I didn't know if I could <laughs> handle being the, in the presence of Slash when I was twelve. I didn't know what would happen. I'd never been to a concert. I didn't know what to expect. I know how loud it was going to be. I know how crazy people were going to get. I was nervous. Like everyone was like, "Are you?" I was driving over there with like anxiety. All everyone in the car was like, "Jake, you must be so pumped! Like you're you're being so cool about this." I remember when I went to my first concert, I couldn't sleep for a week, and I. Probably couldn't sleep for a week out of like fear, let alone excitement. But the, I don't know, it was the coolest experience ever for like a 12-year-old. I'm just seeing like a really badass rock band just play and thrive and seeing just like literally legends uh, on stage playing. And what's cool and why I say like this is a really, really cool first concert is that was actually the last show of their tour on this new album that they had put out at the time. But then a few years later, they kind of all split up and started doing different ventures. So that project itself got put aside. And then a few later, years later, actually, the singer, Scott Weiland, had passed away. Oh, so the wow. band Velvet Revolver actually can never be what it was or come back. So I have actually seen the last. My first concert was the wow. last Velvet Revolver concert wow. ever. That will ever so. truly be what it was. Wow, that is that's a great first concert story, and it's going to make me feel like like absolute poop when I tell you what mine was. <laughs> mine was Barney live in concert, and Wait, yeah, I that, that's amazing. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Yeah, are you guys being for, uh, from Europe? Uh, you guys, do you you have some yes. familiarity oh, with Barney? Yeah, okay, with Barney the dinosaur. Yes, Barney the dinosaur. Yes, his his social influence is is widespreading as it seems. Uh, yes, Barney the dinosaur. Even though I was there mentally, I wasn't there. I don't recall it, but I hear from stories that I made an absolute cute little fool of myself dancing in the aisles, and I wasn't alone. And what Barney were you like seventeen? Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> I was actually uh, take chop ten years off. I was probably around seven, six, somewhere in in that age range. And uh, I I think somewhere in the house there might be a hat, a souvenir hat that my my family got. But otherwise, I don't recall. I don't recollect. My mom though absolutely cherishes that memory. First concert ever, and actually. If I'm being honest, outside of maybe like a ice capades that's traveling through like a Disney ice show, 
probably my like last concert for for uh, until I was uh, in my 20s. So it, it was a, a lasting memory. And I guess not a good one if it didn't hook me, if it didn't make me want to go and see more more concerts. But that was my first. Let's let's flip it since we have an interesting one to come back to. What was your last concert that you went to? Your last concert that you went to? Jake, you first since you're probably the most recent amongst us. I was at the Troubadour last night. Um, last night? Wow. <laughs> yeah, last night. I went to the Troubadour well, last I night. Went, I went to see this morning a concert. Yeah, no. No, okay. I, I, had, uh, I have some friends that play in a band called King Queen, and they were playing at, um, at the Troubadour last night. So uh, Lynn and I went to go check them out. And it was actually funny. This is just LA music community for yeah. you. Is I went in the opening band the bass player was a friend I went to college with. And I was like, okay, no way. Like, <laughs> like that, uh, Aubrey's playing bass. Okay, cool. Like that, that's what's fun about playing out here and going to concerts here is there's such a live music community that you just never know yeah. who you're going to bump into. Oh, and then like when we left the concert in line was like a tour manager from like a run that I did a couple of years ago. So it's just funny when you like go out and bump into everybody. Before we move on uh, to to you, David, I do want to ask Jake. It would feel amiss if we did not utilize you as as a as an expert in your field. Is it possible for you to go to a concert and enjoy it as just I, I don't know? I can only relate it to movies where even though I myself have been an actor, David is an actor, and I'm sure whenever we sit down and watch a movie, it's really hard not to j- like to just sit back and enjoy Marley and yeah. me without thinking how well the acting performance is, how how well the cinematography, yada yada yada. Can you still do you and your girlfriend Lynn, who also does concerts, she's a she's a does harmonize as well as a singer. Do you guys have it in you whenever you're exiting a concert, being like, "Wow, that was a really great concert," or could it be like? Man, the harmonies were off, or like, yeah, the bass was just not that slapping today. Is are you po- <laughs> is, it, is it possible for you to just sit back and enjoy a concert just as an entertainment value? I'd say, I mean, as you mentioned, like with you and David, kind of watching, like, say, if you guys were to go to a play or watch a movie, you're kind of you you can pick up on different things, and you can notice different things that you can't help but going to a show. Because like you kind of say if you're seeing something and like you're you're watching a band react and you're how a performance say like you can you can kind of notice if they're, they're reacting positively or poorly then you kind of think like oh I wonder if like something's wrong with their monitors or like oh mm. I'm wondering if like something's oh you, something's going on over that that you can kind of relate to but because of that I think you can appreciate a, a live concert more in a different way because you can kind of under if i say like a band just really really went up there and smashed it and they just killed it and the music was great the you were entertained you're having like you as a listener you're fun you kind of appreciate the show more because you know like what goes into that and all the things that could have gone wrong and the things that could have happened so if i see like a band and they really really you know brought it and they played like I'm even a little bit more like hats off because I know that's not an easy thing but I'm sure there's a flip side when when you see a show that really doesn't go off well maybe I wouldn't even pick up on that like all the things that went wrong and and then you might yeah you're you're just more in tune with that those all those mistakes and those things that sort of no absolutely absolutely but I mean I still I try to still like say if I was going to see a band that I really like try to let go of like the whole that and be like and try to enjoy the show as a listener and not like a Yelp reviewer. Right. Yeah. Like there's some, I don't want to be like that guy either. There's a, uh, there's. Cause I'm sure you'd say first and foremost, you're a fan of music. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know what the, what the equivalent to that is for us, David, that's us really loving another round. And then the a- average person just being like, well, whatever, you know, it's just, it's I didn't a, get it's a fun it. movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't want to read <laughs> subtitles. <laughs> Whereas an artist, you're like, oh my God, I love that yeah, so it's, much. It's so the artistic gorgeous. choice. Yeah. yeah and, then, and then it just completely falls on deaf ears. David, exactly. what was your last concert that you went I, to? That's a tough question. I'm trying to remember what my last actual, like, I paid 50 to $100 for a concert ticket and went to this concert thing was because I've most of the music that I've enjoyed over the past several years has been either through Jake or, you know, I go to bars where there's a band playing that night at a sort of venue, but not, it's like you pay 10 bucks to get in or something or, or something like that. It's not bands that I've been fans of for, for years, been a fan of for years. And I, I bought tickets a month ahead of, ahead of time and, and went to this concert. The last concert I went to 
I don't think I ever went to a concert while I was living in LA, money being the main reason for that. The last concert I went to was probably when I was living in the UK when I was going to university, which is kind of shocking. Like I haven't been to a concert in years. I just, I, I mean, I go see a lot of uh, live shows, but uh, not really so much concerts. The last one I went to might have been the Pretty Reckless. Oh, they're rad. In London, yeah. Taylor Momsen and a bunch of 40-year-old dudes. <laughs> but no, they jam, man. They're, they're like, they rock out for sure. Uh, it was a great concert. So I went to go see that in Brixton in London. That's the last one that I remember very clearly going to. And that was when I was, uh, when I was at university. It was great. It was a great show for sure. My last concert that I went to, and I would, I would be shocked. I, I'd be shocked if you knew David Hoffman, Jay Corling, you might just because you're in the business, but last concert I went to somehow my sister, my younger sister stumbled onto this and I was like, yeah, of course I'll go. I'll take you if that's what you want. Last concert I went to the piano guys concert. Have you guys ever heard of the piano guys? No, I can't say no. that I do, but I'm intrigued. I'd like to. Li- yes. I'd like to know more about the piano guys. Yes, please. Uh, I click more to learn more here. Uh, the piano <laughs> guys are a YouTube channel duo, probably amongst the first. I would say whenever YouTube was first coming on, and they they do a lot of a lot of their uh, stuff is just making popular songs converted onto a piano, and for for that uh, effort, also adding a violin or a cello or something, and. Um, and what they do, it I would think of it more so along the lines of wedding scenery setting fluff. Kind of, it's like, oh, I think I want to marry you by Bruno Mars, but in piano, exclusively in piano. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. they've made a they made a career out of it. And I went last with my sister. I took her. Um, it was a smaller concert venue, but it was still big enough to be where we purchased tickets. And um, it was actually it was it was good for what they did. They added and inserted a lot of humor into the show, which I think was sorely needed. And then plus they they imported a choir, which once you import a choir from somewhere, it doesn't even matter if it's if it's like the puppeteers choir of of Gilbert, Arizona. It just it makes it so much bigger than what it is. Once you bring on like a a, a choir like Madonna's about to sing like a virgin, it's just it it, it automatically creates an, an awe struck moment so that was my last concert let me go to notable concert stories and we'll end here with jake but we'll start here with me since mine's probably the least but it's still there my awe concert moment was when i went to a concert just fun little stories that we're talking about when i went to a concert and it was with uh, billy joel and gavin DeGraw opened for billy joel and it was a couple years ago that was just one of my one of my favorite concert memories. I don't think in my mind I'll ever forget seeing Billy Joel sweat profusely down there while while pounding away at a piano, while while getting up from his seat and getting up to to play the guitar. It was just I think I'll that's a memory that I'll always treasure and I'm not one of those people who takes a lot of photos or pictures and I I think I might have one or two from that that concert, but it just I I I hope to God that I will have that seared in my memory until my dying day of seeing Billy Joel actually perform and play. He played Vienna, which is like my favorite Billy Joel song, but it's 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 amongst the lesser ones. It's not one of the more popular ones. It's not like we started the fire. And, and it was on the random generator thing, right? He He's like, hey, audience, which song do you want us to play? Do you want Vienna or do you want, um, I don't even know, just another one. And, and luckily Vienna won. And, and it's just, that's one of my favorite concert moments, favorite concert memories. Uh, David, let's go to you next. What's one of your favorite concert memories? Well, I'll leave, I'll leave. My favorite, probably, to this guy. In a I, I want to hear your perspective on it. <laughs> oh, we'll, 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 yeah, we'll get yeah. there. I, I, I had always wanted, like Jake can attest to this. Throughout high school, my favorite band was Three Days Grace, and I always wanted ah, to see yes. them. Like I, I, I'd watched their concert movie when they played live in Detroit, wow. and it was just amazing. I, I, I was so excited to one day get the opportunity to see them, and I, you know, I love the vocalist uh, Adam Gontier, amazing voice, just. And then, uh, and then the band, like, or he left the band. And by the time I got to see them live in Amsterdam, by the time they actually did a European tour, you know, after the point that I had uh, discovered them, let's say, uh, he wasn't with the band anymore. And they had gotten the bassist's brother to, to, fill, to be the vocalist from that point on. And, and the band changed. I mean, it was like, I, this is a, 
this is not the most exciting story, but it, it is the mo- one of the more notable experiences that I had in concert. I, you know, it was it was a great concert. It was a great show. I had fun, but it, it just wasn't. It just wasn't. You know, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. I have one confession to make. So I, I again, I haven't been to a lot of concerts, but I, I I will say this is another thing that's probably noteworthy. And I this confession, my first ever rock concert was Nickelback. Ooh, Never made it I, as a wise man. <laughs> look at this graph. I actually like. I actually like you know, Nickelback. I don't dislike. I I like a, a lot of their like. I actually think "How You Remind Me" is a, is a great song. Yeah, but yeah, they get a lot of they get a lot of flack. I, I I was a good concert. I I sat up in the like. I wasn't in the standing area. I was. I sort of sat and watched it happen. Watched the concert. It was good. It's a good concert. Yeah, that was my first ever rock concert. How was the the wash afterwards, David? After the concert, <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know where you're going with this. From people throwing food oh. at you as you exit the the stands for for all the hatred and and everything else, akin to like a mink coat, like a person wearing a mink coat and them throwing pita blood on it or whatever, or red paint or something. Yeah, no, no, uh, it was a it was a supportive a supportive crowd. Supportive oh, good. Crowd. I feel like yeah, you you're amongst I friends. Feel like going- yeah, no, like like Nickelback community has like that or concert has to be like a safe space for <laughs> Nickelback fans, right? right. <laughs> it's our only go, safe space. Yeah, no. uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. All right, Jake, let's go at the moment of truth. What is this concert experience? When I just I, want to say, wait, hold on. This is the night after Nickelback. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> and it was at the same venue as well. I went two nights in a row to the same venue. Yeah. Oh, I, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot that they were played the night before this. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> For my 18th birthday, David and our friend Philip Paldo graciously bought me and them tickets to go see the Avenged Sevenfold in Amsterdam. And for people unfamiliar with the Avenged Sevenfold, they're a hard rock metal band. Right. And we had listened to a lot of Avenged Sevenfold, especially freshman year of high school. That was like we <laughs> when Nightmare came yeah. out, that was like our soundtrack. We would eat popcorn in my living room and just like have mosh pits and listen to the event sevenfold we got tickets it was the three of us we're excited to go i wasn't scared of concerts anymore so i thought uh, <laughs> and we went and i didn't know this till we got to the show but the direct support for event sevenfold was a band called five finger death punch and if unfamiliar with the name or not, unfamiliar with if you're unfamiliar with the band as you can tell by their name you know they mean business like they oh, are yeah. a, they're a heavy heavy rock band oh i before even yeah, that before I even that before i forgot <laughs> another you band can't leave out okay actually no david can you talk about the first so, opening so band avenge sevenfold definitely has earned two opening acts right so opening for five finger death punch was this band called avatar and they they were like this this almost like this caricature of a metal band. They were all wearing like these costumes. The guy had like, what was he? Was, did he have a top hat on or am I imagining that? He had like a cane and like this long the, the singer, leather jacket. Yeah, the singer definitely like had a, uh, a character where yeah. he was kind of like this scary clown henchman. They were, they were Swedish. I'll say that as well because they came on and they were like, Hello, Amsterdam. We are your new favorite band, Avatar. (laughs) (laughs) And we were like, oh. I guess this is my my new favorite band then. (laughs) But no, and uh, the guitar player had dreadlocks literally down to his feet. Like they were the longest dreads I've ever seen. And also just like white skinny Swedish guy with like dreads all the way down. (laughs) And he would would do this like windmill thing with his hair where he kind of like shakes his head and his hair kind of starts doing like a windmill. And that was honestly kind of cool to see him I mean, that, with those like six the, feet the, dreadlocks is going up and down. Definitely. The, the the venue wasn't alive at that at that it wasn't popping yet. No, no. But people were filtering in at that stage and we just sort of stood there and we were like, yeah, all right. Yeah. It, it was like I would say it was a good show because it's not like we weren't entertained. No, yeah, we, absolutely. We we were definitely like we couldn't help but watch what was going on. Right. And also he had it was probably honestly just water but he had like a kerosene or like gasoline container that he would like drink out of like (laughs) he had like all these kind of weird stage antics yeah and they had like this song that was called smells like a freak show and we never really understood what that meant (laughs) 
And it kind of became like a uh, inside joke afterwards, after the show, being like, "Yeah, it smells kind of weird late in here." Oh, is, does this smell like a freak <laughs> like show? A freak show, you mean? Or? <laughs> yeah, he's so, always. So then, cut to like that. They performed on this tiny little front section of the stage. They had to remove all that. Open come the curtains, and there's the you know they're setting up for Five Finger Death Punch. And as David mentioned before, as Avatar was performing, it was the audience was pretty tame. It was like no one was going crazy. No one knew the band. It was yeah. It was, was mo- actually there was this one guy behind us who was like who was like going nuts. That one guy. I'm pretty sure one guy behind us was like going nuts for Avatar. Did he have but- dreads? <laughs> no, he <laughs> was remember. like this skinny kid with like short hair. I don't remember exactly, but yeah. But anyway, so go on, Jake. And I remember Philip, our friend Philip, was excited. He was the only one of the three of us that knew Five Finger Death Punch because they have a cover of Bad Company's "Bad Company," which is like a pretty tame song. Like it's not like super aggressive, so it, it's kind of like Disturbed's version of "Sound of Silence." But once Five Finger Death Punch came on stage and hit the first downbeat, it became pandemonium at this venue. It became like anarchy, every man for himself. People right. were we were we were at a Five Finger Death Punch concert at that at yeah. that point. It was it was insane. It it exploded. It was there was like full on mosh. But I think people were literally setting off flares inside this venue like there was people jump tackling each other like it, it wasn't even like necessarily like mosh pits like people are straight up fighting <laughs> like, people are just straight up getting into fist fights and there was this thing like the mosh pit eventually opened up and philip and i are on one side and david got caught on the other side so we i remember sitting there standing there and just seeing David getting pulled like, like, away, like, like carried away by this, pulled <laughs> away by this crowd of people, and I'm just like seeing his hands like reaching out to us as he's like leaving, <laughs> like just getting pulled away from us, and like Philip and I are just like, oh my god, we lost David, like, <laughs> we, we, we we've lost David. But like, what do we do? And we're like, as I said, it was so just every man for himself at that point in the gig. We're just like, if we leave. We like if we try to go find him, we don't know if we're going to come back. <laughs> like, yeah. like we, I, I don't. Well, know. I remember. Uh, I remember getting pulled away and looking around, and I, I couldn't see Jake and Phil anymore. And so, so I was like, "Oh my god!" And there was still Five Finger Death Punch, not a band I knew. I mean, I was having a great time. I was trying to like sort of nudge. Like, you got to If you're in a mosh pit, you got to be aggressive. Like, you can't just let it happen to you. You got to sort of ride the wave. So I was, you know, I was getting into that, and then, and then I thought, you know what? fuck it. I'm going to try to get to the front. I'm going to try to like wiggle my way to like to the front of the, the crowd. And I did. I sort of pushed like I was small enough at that stage, I guess. I was trying to squeeze through people. Yeah. And eventually I got up to like the third row. And, and by that point, I think Five Finger Death Punch had played their five or whatever songs. And uh, and it, that, that part was over. And then it took like what, like 20 minutes for eventually. Again, like they clear all the Five Finger Death Punch away and then the curtains, you know, open and and there's the the huge you know stage set for for Avenged Sevenfold, and I was I was like th- two people from the front at that point, and yeah, and then Avenged Sevenfold come, come so, on. So yeah, as we've lost David, Philip and I have kind of just accepted like we've lost David. David's gone. <laughs> like <laughs> we we don't know. David is one with the crowd. Yeah, like yeah. we we do not see we do not know when we will see David Hoffman again. And there, as a, this is like a five six thousand cap venue too, so it's not like we can just go around looking for him. So we're just kind of like, okay, I guess at the end of the show, hopefully we'll have service and we can figure like find right. Him yeah, there. because this is this is what twenty thirteen. So like we, it was not like today where there's pretty much self service in any venue that you ever go to. Like, I, I, you know, I had my phone with me, but yeah, and I've always been really bad at having a charged phone to begin with. So, <laughs> so I could have been, uh, I could have been running low. But what I was trying to say, so Avenged Sevenfold has played their set, and they are on their second encore, and we still have not seen David. This is an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Well, but but hold on, like my side of that is like I stayed at the front for maybe four songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how many songs they played I, for maybe four songs. I was like getting squeezed to death. I got a few videos. I was there for like M Shadows. Like when they they started with Shepherd of Fire, if you know the band, Shepherd of Fire, great opening song. I stayed there for about four songs. Then I was like, I can't take it anymore. I was like, I couldn't breathe. I was like, I got to get out of here. So I moved back. 
And from that point on, I was like, I was enjoying the concert, but I was at all the while like walking around looking for Jake and Philip. <laughs> it took <laughs> me until like almost the end of the show before I found them again. And when we bumped into David, oh my God, you were drenched in sweat. Not yeah. my sweat. Not even <laughs> my sweat. But the, like the, the sheer look of relief in oh your eyes God. when you found us. And I'm just like looking at you. I just see that you had just been through some Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I was just like, I was in the, Philip and I were in a very comfortable position. We saw the stage. We weren't in all the craziness. But when David came back, it looked like he had just been like lost in the jungle for six weeks or something and just found <laughs> life because he was so relieved, dehydrated, covered in sweat, which allegedly wasn't his own. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, that was, uh, I, I cannot tell you how much I stank. I like of other, oh, it was terrible, but amazing concert experience. Like yeah. so much fun. We live to tell the tale. Yeah. yeah. So much fun. That's definitely enough concert stories. That's, that's Yeah. Let's get hot and sweaty into this next, next thing. This episode of Pow Wow Podcast is sponsored by Sides. Meet Sides. S-I-D-E-S. An app that helps you take the law into your own hands. Turn ordinary agreements into binding contracts in seconds. Then if a dispute arises, sides will step in to resolve it for you. Wait, Phil, that one, that was supposed to be my line. What did we agree to in the contract? I don't know. I, I guess we can use sides to settle this dispute because each dispute costs a small one-time fee. And if you win, which I will, it's all awarded back to you. Sign up now and get 16% off for a limited time only. Will Be Missed is our mini-seg for this week. David, why don't you start us off? All right. A damn good burrito. When I leave LA, gone will be the opportunity to get a damn good burrito. I'm not talking about just Chipotle, but the numerous and abundant restaurants and food trucks that produce the little donkey with grace and aplomb. The opportunity to get a damn good burrito. You will be missed. With the end of winter comes the end of a fashion era, and that era is the end of the hoodie season. Now, I'm not just talking any hoodie, I'm talking about the extra kangaroo pouch, and that the most of all, for extra storage and what have you, will be missed. We still have Jake Corling on here to help move us through the show. And Jake, what we're going to present to you are me and David's top three music-based movies. And we're going to have you choose which one of them you would prefer to sit through. Sit through and watch from beginning to end. I think that that's a fair assessment. Wouldn't you say, Hoffman? Yeah. I think David just... I would think you know me well enough that you already know <laughs> exactly what movie, what movie to say. Well, uh, well, I do have a couple ideas. Uh, I did try to keep it pure on from my perspective. Uh, sure, yes. From our perspective, right. hoping that Jake will want to enjoy them, but but not aiming to win anything, really. Um, and I, w I would be curious. I sincerely doubt that we will have any of the same movies here, David. But why don't you go ahead and give your list first to Jake? I really considered going with, you know, some of the, the bigger ones like Bohemian Rhapsody, which I didn't really love that much. But the movies like that, Judy, The United States versus Billie Holiday, any of those. But you know what? I'm going to go with Whiplash. I love that movie, especially as a drummer. And I love J.K. Simmons. That's great. Good one. And then a little bit of uh, the rest is I, I, I love to laugh. So we're going comedy. We're going to start out with Eurovision. A film that Phil, you and I watched together. <laughs> we did. We did. It was, uh, it's an entertaining film for sure. Nothing special, but, but remarkably entertaining and some good songs in there as well. And then last, lastly, this one is for you, man. The Rocker, a movie that J Jake, <laughs> Jake showed movie. me that we watched multiple times together back when we were, we were teenagers. Yeah, Rain Wilson as a drummer from this band, and oh, it's just so funny, so funny. I actually need to watch that again. It's been it's been a long it's time. It's a great movie. So, so the <laughs> okay, naked well, drummer. there you go. The Rocker, Whiplash, and Eurovision. 
It'll be hard to beat that for Jake. Uh, so I'm already pretty much uh, giving up to a to an L here. But the one thing that all of my movies seem to have is that they all have a strong R theme. I don't know what that means. But uh, first one uh, will be Rent, uh, based off the musical. Of course, uh, it would be a miss of me to go without a musical movie and that will be it uh the next one that might actually intrigue jake would be august rush of course uh having multiple good performances here uh in there including the genie robin williams himself has a uh, interesting little part and and uh near cameo performance there uh and then finally we're going to go with ray one of the best performances i've seen in a film Mm. uh, by jamie fox uh and if nothing else here folks it's a it's a normal biopic but the performance itself makes you i'll say from my perspective yes that that is of of the six movies we've just named that is like easily the winner easily the winner ray i didn't even think of that yeah yeah so so i'm going to say which movie out of those six i think is the best no, whose list would you want to sit down and watch from start to finish more, uh, me or David Hoffman's? I'm going to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. So with your list, Phil, I have only seen Ray. So I, okay. but I'm intrigued to see Rent and I'm intrigued to see August Rush. So I'll have to go with your list just because those are two movies I haven't seen back in like a trillion times. And I've, I've never seen August Rush. I've heard it's a good music movie or has good music reference to it. I actually have the rent soundtrack on on vinyl <laughs> so i'd like to see the movie too there you go but david r- good choices for you though yeah Definitely no good. wrong choices three, three good choice no wrong no. choices i'm surprised neither of you said school of rock <laughs> <laughs> move along to the game and we are still joined by jake corlang the the granddaddy of the slappage uh will will i i'm gonna see if i can it's find other ways i've always said godfather <laughs> I like, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, 20, I'm only 26 man. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go with grandmaster next i don't know what we'll do we'll, we'll keep adding titles uh but uh, of course it is a game and because we have Jake on the show, we will make it a little musical themed here. Uh, but before we get to that game, that musical game, let's, of course, get to know Jake a little bit more. Of course, since he is David's guest, I will get two questions to ask Jake. David Hoffman, since he knows him well, I will only get one question. Uh, let's begin with one of my two. Jake. Has there ever been a song you've cried to? Maybe during a breakup, maybe the song was so beautiful in creation, you were just overcome with emotion. Maybe you were graduating and thought it best to cry right then and there, no matter the song. Has there been a song that you've cried along to? Haley Reinhardt's version of Can't Help Falling in Love will, even if I'm in a great mood, get like will pull something in my head that will make me sad and well, I'll, I'll start crying. Like that is, I mean, it's a beautiful song, but I, that if you want to just like, I need to feel something right now, listen to Haley Reinhardt's Can't Help Falling in Love. Not if you went through a breakup, then because then you will cry. You will cry a lot and you will ugly cry. <laughs> now, Jake, would you say that that song slaps? Yes, it, it definitely slaps, <laughs> but... In a different way, in, it, in a way it, that it, like you need, but you don't your want. Heart. Yeah, it yeah. slaps yeah. your heart. All right, go ahead, David. Jake, during sex, what's <laughs> <laughs> let's let's prompt this properly. Jake, during sex, what's what's more important, eye contact or verbal communication of whatever kind? God damn it. <laughs> uh, I'll go verbal communication. Okay. Uh, Jake, my last one here. What is the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you during a live performance? Uh, of course, there are many different examples of this. I just being the immature adult that I am thought maybe you tooted on stage and then your your drummer's like, dude, what the hell? I have to drum through this. Or, But is there anything else? Maybe, uh, maybe you unplugged yourself and then you had to pretend like you're playing and then find a way to plug yourself back in. Uh, what is the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you during a live performance? What what kind of embarrassment are we talking about? Just flat like that was that's embarrassing. Wherever or just, you want or to some, take it. 
or something that like I felt embarrassed about, or ha- that about the next day. Sure, um, wherever you want to take it. Just because it was dumb, I <laughs> and I didn't plan it out and didn't think of it at all logistically. I once played this Battle of the Bands when I was like eighteen because I was really at the time into really high energy performing bands. Like I loved watching. Bands like the Wombats. I love the Blink Wombats. Fallout Boy. Like I just loved what like they just you know go and do spins and jumps and it just looked really really cool. And I remember like wanting, I really wanted to win this battle of the bands for whatever reason. Like I was really competitive about this. I wanted to go the extra mile and just like really like wow them in terms of performance. So there's this one section of the song where I thought like this would be really cool if I did like a really rad spin. <laughs> A spin being you spin the entire guitar while... No, no, like me physically, oh, your body. like... Yeah, my body, Road, like doing, doing a, a full, full 180. Three, yeah, 360, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, 360. <laughs> <laughs> a full, what, what even is a full 180? A full, <laughs> like going back uh, to the, du- the, the Dua Lipa song, like I've done a full 180. That's half a circle. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. But um, yeah, so I was going to do a full spin and I knew exactly at what point of the song I was going to do it. And I went up and I like, I went in front of like the audience just really like uh, showcase myself. And I was about to do this and I go, I have the bass up. I do the spin and then my legs kind of get tangled and I just eat. (laughs) I just fall (laughs) flat on my face in front of everyone. Oh man. And that whole like, that whole I'm going to look so cool when I do this just went from the exact opposite. I just looked so It did so a full lame. 360. Yeah, it did, it did a, a full, full 360. 360 of what my intention <laughs> of reaction was going to be. I thought people were going to think I was rad and cool. It was one of those things where like you while in the middle of the action, you hear the gasps of people thinking like I'm about to be amazed. And then just to like a sigh of kind of disappointment, like, oh, okay, no, I'm right. He's just an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Beautiful answer to the question. Let's move along to the game and I'll describe it right here. In honor of Jake joining us via <laughs> via music, I, we will, <laughs> I know, I know, uh, via uh, there was a, an off air conversation that was just had right there. We will have a game, and I like to call it Volume Up. And essentially just going to be a more than or less than, but with the term volume up or volume down, uh, me and David will be uh, hosting. And whenever we do host, we will be giving you a set number. It will be the two contestants job then to decide whether or not it is volume up or volume down from that number. Pretty self-explanatory. Jake, who would you like to face against first in this game? I'll challenge you, Phil. All right, okay, so Hoffman, my game you're hosting first. I'm challenging you. Or <laughs> to the death. Oh, you better challenge him. My game first. Let me preface this, please, uh, by saying that this is one of my favorite bands of all time. Okay. Uh, responsible for a few of my to- all-time favorite songs, Fleetwood Mac. Yes. They released an album many years ago, famously stocked with chart-topping bops. The album Rumors came out in 1975. All right, we're going to go to you, Jake, first. Do you want to turn the volume up or down on that one? 1975. Oh, okay. So volume up would be 1976. So, so if, if, I, if I think rumors came after 1975, I say volume, volume up. up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to go. I'm going to go volume down. Volume down. Okay, Phil. I think it's going to be 74 or earlier. So I will go volume down as well. Both wrong. So oh, wow. 1977. Okay. Mm. I, I, yeah. You saying 1975, because I knew it was in between that 74 and 70, like, I was, right. was going to say 76, but okay, I guess it came in 77. So okay. I was thinking leaning more towards the coming out in 74, too. Right. Yeah, yeah no, it was definitely 77. Uh, volume up would have been the correct answer there. So still, no points on the board yet. Phil, we're going to you first this time. In millions, how many copies is it claimed that rumors sold, according to a simple Wikipedia uh, research session? Um, is it 46 million? Would you like to go volume up on that or volume down? I'm going to go volume up because I think history has been kind to it and they, they probably accrued more. I think initially it was probably around there, but I, I think it's volume up. I'm, 
I'm going to go volume up just because I, I know the numbers. <laughs> you do know the numbers? Well, I know that at one given moment of time, one in six households had a copy of Rumors. I, I mean, that surprises me now because it's uh, according to Wikipedia, the claimed number is 40 million. I heard oh, so 80 much. million once at one point. All right. Well, we'll, uh, uh, we'll go too far. Of, of David's that you hockey both numbers. went volume oh, yeah, up okay. on that. Uh, you'd either both get a point or you both wouldn't get a point. So uh, we'll just uh, we'll go off my numbers for now. <laughs> sure. <laughs> wouldn't make any difference to the game. Let's uh, be clear about that. Okay. For how many weeks, non-consecutive, was the album at the top of the Billboard 200? Are we still talking about rumors here? Yes. Yeah. Up or down? On 43 weeks. Jake, you first. 43 weeks is a long time. Mm. That is well, a long time. It's less than a year. And then 70, that came out in 77 too. Mm -hmm. Trying to think other records that probably would have come in 77 or 78. Just because I have no points. So I don't, I'm, I'm just gonna, I have nothing to lose here. I'm going to go up. Volume up. Up on 43. Phil. Wow. I think it's, I think it's volume I think it's volume up as well. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go volume up as well. Shockingly, it's volume down. <laughs> Jeez, well, you should have you should have just went down so at least one of us would get a point right. or not. I know. At this I know. rate, I'm, who knows? It. <laughs> I do still have okay. a skipping stone available number, to me, though. You do have a skipping stone. 31 non-consecutive. So maybe it spanned oh, 43 wow. weeks. But uh, 31 weeks, right, which is still that's, I mean, that's, a lot. That's a long time. Still a lot. A okay. <laughs> For points this time. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> lastly, on this specifically, the total length of the album is 43 minutes. Would you like to go volume up or down on that, Phil? I'm going to skip this one because I think I bet Jake knows this. And I, I'm afraid that uh, he'll just pounce on it what, once I once I get around. What would you have said? I would have said uh, I probably would have said volume up. I think it's a bit longer. I know Stevie likes okay. to to saunter her way through an album. <laughs> I have that on vinyl, and I don't think it took me more than forty three minutes to listen to the whole. So I'm gonna go yeah. volume down. Yeah, thirty nine minutes. Let's go. Thirty three <laughs> seconds. God. Unfortunately, Phil chose to skip it. Uh, oh wait! Oh, so I don't get the point. Oh, what the? F <laughs> Come <Okay>. on, Phil. <laughs> this, time, this time for points. Still to me, Phil. We're going to you first. Lord, I who Lord. cites Fleetwood Mac as an influence of hers, released a song named that makes sense. "Team" in 2013. Now, this is a song that has featured on that slaps. Its peak Billboard Hot 100 position was three. Would you go higher or sorry, volume up or volume down on that, Phil? It's, it's specifically pertaining to the song? The song Team. We live in cities you'll never <laughs> see on screen. I won't sing Right, 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 right. Uh, I'm going to have to say volume. I'm going to say volume down. Volume down volume for that. Volume down. Meaning, meaning you, you're going to say it's... I'm thinking four right, okay, and this below. Is four four and to below. 100. Okay. Yeah, four to 100. I'm going to say the same because I don't ever recall that song being on the charts. We have know. points. <laughs> Double points. You're both correct. Yeah. Volume down as in it was lower on the charts. Uh, it was The highest position was six. So That's even higher than like I would have thought it would have been. Yeah, the Billboard yeah. Hot 100. Uh, okay. Six was its highest, highest position. It was a very good song. Jake, we're tied okay. at one. You're tied. No. This is for the one. win, guys. <laughs> I, it, it doesn't, it doesn't it matter if we're be. tied at 40 or zero. <laughs> we're still tied. We're tied. We're tied. <laughs> okay. According to Celebrity Net Worth, okay. Lord is estimated to be worth $25 million. Uh, who should we go to first here? Your guys are Jake tied. First. I guess we'll go to Jake first. I'm going to say volume down. Okay. Phil, this could be for the win, Phil. It could be, but my problem is I actually do think it's volume down. I hold no advantage. I don't know what the tiebreaker is. So I'm going to have to go, I think it's, because she's only released two albums. I can't imagine, four, I mean, 25 is pretty substantial. Like, I don't even think somebody like Sean Kingston has $25 million. So I'm going to have to go with volume down and take this to a tiebreaker. You're very correct. Both of okay. you. Two points each now. Tied. You Let's know what? Go, I didn't prepare a tiebreaker, yeah. but luckily enough, I have a number sitting right in front of me. So <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal. So, have to do with whoever Lord gets or closer <laughs> to the actual number will win. And uh, 
Phil, we'll go to you. Go to wait. Yeah, we'll go to you first. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's what fair. is Lord's net worth estimated? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So we we know it's less than twenty-five. We, that's all we know. We know. It's less than twenty-five million. <laughs> I think. I bet it's closer to. Let's go with twenty million and a half. Twenty and a half million, I should say. Okay, twenty million and a half. Twenty million and fifty cents. Yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna, like, <laughs> I'm gonna go like eight. I can't imagine she's worth that much money. Like, I mean, like, I'm just, like, I'm, you know, I'm not saying it, but I don't think she's has a net worth of over ten million dollars. We have a winner, and it is Phil. Oh, get out! Yeah, really? Clo- he's closer. Oh, okay, he's closer. It's it, the correct value was sixteen million. Okay, yeah. And then yeah, wow, she has twice as much money as I, th- or she's worth <laughs> twice as much money as I thought. It's, be- okay. it's because her well, second album, her second album, Jake. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there, yeah, there we go. All right, guys, that was great. Uh, Fleetwood Mac inspired. I love that. Uh, mine is inspired via randomness. I went to my gen- generic uh, listening playlist and I went to the first couple artists inspired that i thought you two might have uh, some reference to at the very least nothing nothing small and uh, hopefully you guys can both uh enjoy this one we'll start with you jake here uh super saucy is the second studio album and sixth album overall by american hip-hop recording artist baby bash it was released on march 15th 2005 and the number that we're going to be inspecting here is that it de- debuted on the U.S. Billboard 200 at number 15. The album, Super Saucy, debuted on the U.S. Billboard 200 at number 15, volume up being 14 to 1, or volume down being 16 to infinity. And this was in 2005. 2005, yes. I was neither living in America or really listening to a lot of music then. So. <laughs> <laughs> we were listening to European radio stations I know. At, at that age. <laughs> I don't know. What were the Dutch radio stations? I don't, I don't even remember. I'm going to go volume down. Volume down being, again, number 16 to infinity. Yes? I Yeah, I don't think it was higher than 15. Okay. Um, I have no idea. Literally no frame of reference or, yeah, any clue. I'll just say volume up. We'll go with Vol- something different. So somebody's going to get a point somebody's here. Somebody's getting off points. The top. Yeah, that's yeah. that's is, the idea I, I like, here. I like this. We're, we're <laughs> playing more aggressively here. Which is vastly different than what me and Jake started out. And also vastly different is that Jake is now a point behind David Hoffman, who did ooh, indeed get a correct ooh. volume up. It debuted at number 11. Again, that is Super Saucy by Baby Bash. Uh, I know what I'm listening to tonight. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> uh, next, and again, do remember, Hoffman, that you have a skipping stone at your disposal right. at any point in time. Do I get a skipping stone? What's no. this? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. <laughs> Natalie Cole's immortal classic This Will Be an Everlasting Love uh, was released November November 22nd, 1975. And the number that we're going to be inspecting here, guys, is it peaked at 49, number 49 on Billboard's top 100. So we're looking at 49. David Hoffman, do we go volume up or volume down? Volume up being 48 to 1 and volume down being 40, uh, 40, uh, excuse right. me, 50 to I, 100. I'm leaning towards volume up. I think, I feel like it had to, 49. I mean, it's a it's a boppy song. You guys familiar like with the song? Higher. Absolutely, yeah. 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 This will be. I, yeah. 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 I, so I'm Hoffman, you're locking in at volume yeah, up. Volume up. Yeah. Volume up. Okay. I'm going to play like the psychology game here because I would think that song has charted higher, <laughs> but you're making a point of it to bring it up and 48's low. So if it was so obvious that it was going to be, uh, it did chart above 48. That's the question you chose. I feel like you're trying to make a point here. So I'm going to go volume (laughs) down and I'm going to be intrigued to find out the answer. Okay. This means that once again, another point will be added and it will be added to David Hoffman's score. It is okay, indeed okay. volume up. <laughs> I'm right. trying to play psychology I, games. I know. I, I, know uh, I, w- I would have thought like that that, that song couldn't have not charted at 48, but maybe it did because w- why else were we talking about it? Right. It charted yeah. at number 45, actually. That's oh, where okay. we so went it's, it's still charted so, low, though. It's still charted yeah, pretty I mean, low, fairly that, low. I would have gone higher than that as well. That seems so classic, low. yeah. I agree. I agree. All right, guys. Uh, number three here, Jake, we have to catch up on some ground 
around here. We'll start off with Hoffman. Uh, to uh, uh, hey, I would have I would have had more points if you didn't use your little stepping stone. <laughs> well, he hasn't used it yet. He hasn't used it yet. Here we go. Uh, Rihanna or Riri, as she has often let me call her. Uh, has a very prestigious career that will no doubt have her see the inside of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member herself. But according to Billboard, she has three number one hit songs, volume up or volume down, volume up being four and above, volume down being two and below. We'll start with you, Hoffman. Uh, Three number one hit songs for Riri. I would go volume up. I think there's been... I've been at least like five or something, five or six. I don't know. But a volume okay. up. Volume up. We will go to you, Jake. I have a hard time believing that she had under three, uh, number one. So I'll, I'll go volume up too. You both are going volume up, meaning no progress will be awarded here and no points as well as it is volume down. Oh, Guys, dude, I she suck. has zero. <laughs> she I has mean, zero. It's unbelievable. Umbrella didn't go number one. Umbrella didn't what go number know? one and Stay didn't go number one. But although, actually, I don't know if Umbrella. Uh, would I know it's a it's a Jay Z song, so I don't know if she would be attributed with that. Uh, She's featured, uh, and and even like. What's that one she did with like with Eminem? Yeah, you know, yeah. That, that she's, 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 a, she's been on a lot of huge yeah, songs. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, okay. That that's okay. actually interesting. Uh, Jake, you are two behind and only have two questions left. So please, right. let's use some game strategy here, and we'll still stick with Hoffman, who has a skipping stone remaining. Post Malone does have a number one hit in his archive. You might have heard of it. It's called Circles. But the song in question remained on Billboard's top 100 charts for 69 weeks. Just pulling a random number out of my out of my ass here. 69 weeks. Uh, that is the number upon which we will be inspecting 69 weeks. David, how long uh, was the uh, chart uh, was the song on uh, on the top 100 charts? Uh, was it volume up? By being uh, 70 or more weeks, volume down being 68 and below weeks. I'll say volume down. He'll say volume down being 68 and below. Jake, unfortunately, there is not much wiggle room for you here. Where are you going? I feel I want to say volume down, but like it doesn't help me, right? If I, no. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so I, I might as well go volume up to like, Keep you a chance as, in this game. <laughs> you might as well. And it is indeed volume down. Yeah, I, of course. <laughs> I uh, it was at 66 weeks, though. So very, fairly close. Oh, yeah. wow, okay, close. Um, but yes, of course, how embarrassing to have a, a song be on the charts for only 66 only weeks. 66 yeah. weeks. Yeah, a lost joking. opportunity there. Yeah. Especially yeah. for Post Malone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, guys, uh, we will go to our fifth and final one. This one really doesn't matter since uh, Jake cannot catch up unless. Hoffman is feeling charitable, uh, but we will, go to, yeah, we will go to. We will go to. What's uh, the score now? Three to zero. Three zero. zero. Okay. Do you, so do you feel like about, offering anything? Do you have a Do you have a tiebreaker? I do have a tiebreaker. Okay. We, why don't we make this one worth three points then? Ooh, but I, I still love have it. my skipping stone. You still do Don't have it. your skipping okay. stone. So right. this one or the next one, depending on what this question is, will be worth right. three points as generously offered to uh, Jake by Hoffman. Let's go, guys. Chris like we're Brown, going double or nothing here. Essentially, Chris Brown has talent out the yin yang, and he has seen a fair amount of success due to it, becoming a Billboard Top 100 artist for 313 weeks. Volume up being 314 weeks or above, or volume down being 312 weeks and below. David, where do you want to go here? Ooh. I think I want to, I'll skip this one. Let's go to the next one. You do want to skip this one. Uh, where would you have gone if you weren't able gone to below. skip? You would have gone, gone below. down. And Jake, I, you would have then had to go volume up. And unfortunately, that would have been correct for you, Jake. We would have forced a tiebreaker. But... Uh, as the volume is indeed up on that one, 338 weeks that wow. Chris Brown has been a top 100 artist on the charts. But, but, doesn't matter because we skipped to the next question, which is this Drake. Need I say more about the hot sauced rapper? Well, yes, in order for there to be a game, we need to have me tell you more. So, according to his Wikipedia page, he has 300 and 82 nominations for awards total in his career. This is true. This is factual. Uh, But what isn't for sure is that he has 190 total award wins. Guys, 
190 total award wins, according to his Wikipedia page. David, are we going volume up being 191 and above or volume yeah. down being 189 and below total award wins? What was the what was the total nominations again? Total nominations are 382. 382. If he won 190, well, that would be half. He'd be winning half of. I, I would guys. I would say volume down. That that would be an extremely impressive rate of wins. So he says volume down. Jake, you have only one direction to go here. I only have one choice, but I do believe it's volume up because Drake is huge. I mean, yeah, we'll people see. love Drake. <laughs> we shall see. So Jake chooses volume up, and he believes in the heart of his of his uh, breast that he does. I have a volume up here. And it is true. It is actually volume up. He has 192. Wow. I don't know if they if they channel into the whole crowd there, uh, you know, Nickelodeon Awards and and uh, MTV right. Critics Choice. I don't know what they do to to get this number, but it is indeed volume up. So way to go, Drake. And we now go to our <laughs> tiebreaker. Ooh, we love to see it. Okay. As any good tiebreaker has, how many total nominations? Has Kanye West accrued in his career, according to his Wikipedia page? God. You, we always got to include Kanye. And David Hoffman, we'll go to you first. Actually, you know what? No, I'm sorry. We will go to Jake Corlane since he forced the tie. Jake, how many nominations has Kanye West accrued in his career? Mm-hmm. Use that as you will. So I'm just spitballing a number. Correct. Yeah. And closest Whoever's wins. closer wins. And Drake had 300 what? 382. 382. I'm going to go... I'll go 400. He's going to go 400. I'll go, I'll go 400. David Hoffman, I'll where are we go going? I'll go 399. 399, one under. He takes so. <laughs> the volume down on that option. And David Hoffman, you knew that I had to go on a high number with Kanye West. It's Kanye. It's Kanye. He is actually at 763 oh, nominations. Oh, 763. Oh, 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 <laughs> criminally under. But Jake has crawled from the depths of despair to take a home oh. of victory. Oh, An how the victory. <laughs> Look at this. Try not to get too uh, cramped in there with Jake's I'm, I'm, big I'm energy over there. Now. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, it's big right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, and that's Jake, enough for the game. We move that, is, <laughs> that is enough for the game. Let's move along to some bass slapping. Live in studio, Jake Corling on the bass. We had to have it. Thank you so much for that. Now, it may sound a little different, but it feels more authentic because that is the real thing by Jake Corling. Thank you so much, Jake. We appreciate you uh, playing us live into this version of That Slaps. Oh, I keep it live, bro. <laughs> I keep it live, bro. Even that you are the, the godfather, the grandfather, uh, one of the grandmaster of that slaps. Yes, not, the, grand, to have not the grandfather, guys. <laughs> Twenty six. That bass has been going on for a long time. I'm like, uh, I'm like not even like the great grandson of it. <laughs> well, you are uh, in powwow uh, terms. You are certainly the godfather. At okay, least, I'll, 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 say, I'll, I'll take the godfather. So we had to have you on. All right, I'll go first. My that slaps is a song called "Closer" by Powers. Okay, I was gonna say if you said chain smokers. <laughs> no, it's a good, you know what? I consider it to be a very good Sunday morning pancake flipping song. Like it's kind of a jam, it's got like a little beat to it, but it's very sort of it feels very Sunday morning to me. So check it out. Closer by Powers. It slaps. Mine is going to actually be a movie. And uh it's because Ooh. I saw it this past week. Guys. I'm going to have to go with Cyrano. Now, I don't know if either one of you are aware of what this one is, but it's, uh, uh, you probably do Hoffman, but it's Cyrano and it's uh, starring Peter Dinklage. And guys, I sit down to watch this film. It's a musical. I had no Whoa. idea. It's a musical. All of a sudden, the 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 girl named Roxanne starts singing. I'm like, wow, that's really bold. So it's going to be like a musical outside of, of Peter Dinklage because he'll probably just be like the 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 guy who's a poet, and he'll just maybe at worst he'll or at best, I guess he'll rap. 
No, he starts singing, guys. I had no idea what I was stepping into. Cyrano, Peter Dinklage's performance is genuinely a fantastic performance. I I haven't seen the rest of the nominations. Hoffman, that's for another day. Uh, but it could be, uh, I thought it was an Oscar-nominated worthy performance. As it stands, though, an all right film. It does certainly, if nothing else, though, indeed slap. Okay, so my That Slaps is going to be a TV show. And it's the new Hulu show, Pam and Tommy. The show about Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee's sex tape that got leaked. (laughs) Pamela Lee's sex tape. It's it's really interesting because you kind of watch it and get a... You kind of get to see... I mean, obviously, it's from their perspective... But you gain a new respect for kind of Pamela Anderson because they really, really portray her to be like a very smart, educated, like passionate person that I feel like in history that the press has not showcased her as just. um, Absolutely. I've only seen the first episode so far, but mm -hmm. it was very good. And that's. Yeah, I, it was. I was right before I left for for the U.S. I'm very excited to to get back and watch the. No, it's definitely. It's. I mean, it, the story itself is crazy, and it also like really makes you kind of, especially because I mean, we were all born and around the time this happened, ninety five, yeah. ninety six. We didn't really consciously know, but it kind of really kind of gives puts you in a perspective of the birth of the internet and kind of just like how the internet revolutionizes so many different things and i mean this this context is just like a sex tape that got leaked but um so that's really interesting and yeah no just kind of getting the i feel like i I get to know a little bit more about pamela anderson as a a person and not just like a a figure that i think she's kind of or the figure that she's been portrayed for however many years yeah it humanizes her yeah exactly absolutely all right, it slaps. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jake. As um, as in a in a weird turn of events, we will say goodbye to you during that slaps. The only person who we would probably ever do this to. So, uh, thank you for joining us today, Jake. It, uh, we loved having you on, Granddaddy, Funk Master, Soladific, everything possible. Thank you. No, thank you guys so much for having me. It's been fun. Before we truly head out of here, we got some thank yous to hand out. One, of course, being Mr. Well, I'll let you say this one, Hoffman, as it is live and in person. Go ahead and give him a nice right, big yeah. hug and a smooch. Thank you to Jake Corling, not just for being here today, but also for all the work that he did, you know, in in helping us create this podcast and make it what it is. Not just not just for that slaps, but for a few other things as well. Uh, helped make this podcast sound so beautiful. So thank you. And obviously, there are a few other thank yous. Thank you to Cass and Crossland as well for uh, some of the music that you hear on the show. And thank you to Tara Amstutz and Josh Hans for their wonderful contributions. Uh, we, we of course, could not do the podcast without any of these people, but, uh, but thank you so much to you all. And then, of course, a huge, ginormous thank you to you, the audience, for which, of course, this would not be possible. Thank you so much for listening and continuing to subscribe and listen to all of uh, the Pow Wow podcast episodes in the in the quote-unquote bank that we got stored there uh, that you can listen to on wherever you listen to your podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. I think we even have a Google Podcast link on there everywhere except for Pandora because screw you, Pandora! Are you asking me who would win in a fight between me and a bear? Please, I survived the mosh pit at the Avenged Sevenfold concert. Mm-hmm.